Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Everybody, welcome afternoon drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, we are giving away a hundred bucks to Optimum Golf in the second hour of the show. They are in Park Hill and Rhino. You can keep your game ready for the season. Now is the perfect time to uh, get your custom fit, custom built clubs from Optimum Golf. You can also take lessons. You can also Go to their bays where they have virtual golf, and it's such a great way to keep your game in shape. I know the weather's nice, but at the end of the day, you're not going to have perfect days every day. Head to Optimum Golf. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. How was being with the family on Easter weekend? It's nice. It was nice. Quiet. I mean, uh, uneventful. How about that? Did you watch any USFL while the family was in town? I did. Oh, God. Really? I, I didn't watch any of it. And I was with my family. I watched. And I'm well, with them all the time. Well, I mean, there are some times when, you know, when. You just want to see Paxton Lynch thrown intercept. Well, that was part. I, I did want to see how he would do, and it was terrible. Yeah. Yes, it was. And, uh, I mean, the, it's, an, it's another. He, he washed out in the CFL, actually. He, he, he didn't get beyond third string for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and uh, then he left because he wouldn't get the vaccine. And, um,. And now, where do you go if you fail in the USFL? XFL. Next year? No, you, I'm, you you asked me. And that's actually a logical answer. I, I you think, go to the XFL. No, I think if he fails in this, this is this is He's finally not a, the end of Pax. He, he has failed miserably wherever he has been. Mm-hmm. He's not a football player. Doesn't take it seriously. He's mm-hmm. not worth my time even talking about. But he did throw a nice interception, and I, he fumbled. Nice. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Do you remember what you predicted the Nuggets score was going to be? I think it was about 130 to 120. And I said 125 to 107. So how disappointed were you? So close. How disappointed were you that the Warriors couldn't get one last basket there in the final second? And they had a chance. I know. They had a chance. Either way, the final was a blowout, okay? You picked the Warriors in six games. Hesitantly, I said five. How confident are you right now in six games? Not very. (laughs) After just one game. I don't want to go too far on one game. Yeah. But the thing about about, uh, Saturday night was the Warriors dismantled the Nuggets and... Steph Curry was not a bit player, but he was a relatively small player in in the drama. Right. He wasn't himself. He wasn't he wasn't close to back. Here's the bottom line. We talked about it going into this series. And and I've heard people talk about it today and I've seen it written. Aaron Gordon needs to be more aggressive around the rim. I agree. The Nuggets need to get more help scoring when guys are open. 
like Will Barton. And please don't even go there with Will Barton with his 24 points because he scored 14 in the fourth quarter when the game was already decided. He had a stat padding night. Oh, he sure did. He sure did. The guy who leads the Nuggets in all-time three points made, three-point attempts made, was a no-show. Aaron Gordon honestly really wasn't much better. He needs to stop taking outside shots and play closer to the rim, and if he does, he'll probably have more success. But as I said to you on Friday, going into the game on Saturday, who is going to guard the perimeter? They don't have anyone to guard Poole, Thompson, and Curry. They have one Austin Rivers, and he's probably their best perimeter defender, and he's an absolute liability on offense when he's out there. You can't guard all three of those guys because two of them are going to kill you. And that's what happened in this game. Clay Thompson was off to a hot start. He didn't have to stay hot. Just put the ball in Poole's hands and you're fine. They have no answer for that. That's the series right there. The Nuggets might be able to score on the inside and in the paint. There is nothing Mike Malone can do. Nothing. Unless these three guys all happen to go cold on the same night. And they weren't cold on Saturday because Thompson, Poole, and Curry, they were combined 13 of 23 from three-point range. And if they shoot anywhere near that, it's going to be a Every night, it's going to be a sweep. Right. They have no one to guard the perimeter, and there's no amount of coaching that can fix that. P.J. Dozier isn't walking through the door, and P.J. Dozier, I can't believe I'm even mentioning this guy's name. P.J. Dozier is a nice player, good defensive player, but at the beginning of last season, you had never even heard of the guy. They have no one to guard the perimeter. Jokic... He was forced to move his feet a ton on the defensive end. He was absolutely winded. You're right. I don't see how they can even win a game. They might steal one. That's why I said five. Because I was being generous because we're in the Denver market. The the cliche is that sometimes if if a team is down 3-0, then the team that's up will... Slack off in game four. Oh, we'll just clinch it at home. Remember, it was a theory last year thinking that the Nuggets might steal one with, from the Suns in the second round. Well, that didn't happen, of course. But Let, that might be how they get to five here. Let's think about something logically. Logically. And the fact that the Nuggets even got the sixth seed. Think about this for a second. LeBron didn't get the sixth seed without Anthony Davis. But Jokic got the sixth seed without Murray and MPJ. LeBron still had Russell Westbrook. Last year, Steph Curry didn't make the playoffs. He didn't have Klay Thompson, but he didn't make the playoffs. That tells you how great Jokic is. You mentioned this on Friday a little bit. Maybe the Nuggets are just gassed after a long season. I'm not buying that at all. Not because I'm trying to argue with you. Every team is gassed at this point. And you look at their you look at their guard play. Who do they have that is worth much of anything on any other roster? If we're being completely honest. Monte Morris is a bench player. Will Barton is a bench player. 
Should be, but Michael Malone still wants to start him. Fine. Bones Highland is a bench player. Compazzo is a bench player. Find me a starter in their guard rotation. A legitimate starter. Well, there isn't one, but the other, but the thing is, the reason why I say gassed and I'll stick to it is when you've when you don't have the talent at a position or various positions beyond Nikola Jokic, then what happens is you have to you have to do more to stay in it. They have a bench. They think, could have played the bench. Yeah, but the bench. But, but you have. But ben- their bench is you, starting. Here's the problem: your bench guys are starting. Right. It's like the, the phrase "next man up." Right. Well, eventually you run out of viable next men. The right. Nuggets, they're they're down they, when it, they've because they've already had to dig deep into their bench. What they're drawing from. In terms of other than Bone, other than Bones Highland, what they're drawing from are, are guys who on other playoff teams would be players 12, 13, and 14, right? right? And these guys are getting significant minutes out there for the Nuggets. Look, this is this is a team that since March 10th, this is a team that is one game below 500. It's not at right now, at this again, at this moment in time. Unless Jamal Murray does the Superman act and what and don't bring him back. before game three and says, "Here I am, I'm going to play tonight." This is this is what the Nuggets are. This is this is a an av- at this moment it is an average team, Here. and and just like we saw on Saturday, it only took losing Luka Doncic for Dallas to become an average team in that game. I'm going to point something out to you, and this just sums it up perfectly. Here are Monte Morris's offensive numbers in terms of points over his last seven games. Ten points, four points. I'm not including the last game. I'm talking about the end of the regular season. Ten points, four points, six points, 23, 11, and 14. That 23 that popped out, he'll do that one in every seven games. One in every seven games. And this is a seven-game series. So you can count on maybe one big game from Monte Morris. Problem is, I don't know if the Nuggets get to game five, six, or seven for him in order to do that. And that's what this backcourt looks like, offensively and defensively. Jokic has taken them as far as they can go. And looking at the the three guards, that's who we want to call them for the uh, Warriors, you can't stop them because you don't have enough defensive guys to do that you know what you don't even have enough numbers to do that jamal murray has never been a fantastic defensive player and michael porter jr has never been a great defensive player either if jamal murray is healthy and michael porter jr is healthy the nuggets still lose maybe they get it to six maybe maybe do you think the Nuggets are going to outslug the Warriors in terms of scoring? I didn't say they were anymore. They were going to get. No, no, no. Six. I'm not attacking. You. I'm saying. Yeah. Do you think they can outscore the Warriors when both teams are on? If both teams are on, no. You need the Warriors to have a cold night. And every so often, they're going to have a cold night. One in every and, seven. And games. that's probably. And, and right. you know what? That's that's probably why it goes five in, instead of six. Here's because the, there's one there's one cold night in there. The Nuggets take advantage, bully for them. They don't get shut. They don't they don't get punked because. Even with what's left of this team, getting losing in a sweep looks really bad. Warriors are a better team. They're a better team, but, and you, you, but you, it's you, embarrassing to get swept. It's always embarrassing to get swept. I'm with you on that. By the way, look at the Nuggets' last five playoff games. 
They've been atrocious. Last four, I should say. Last three against the Suns in this one, all blowouts. All of them. Well, they've blowouts. lost five in a row. In no, I understand, but that first game yeah, against Phoenix was not a blowout. Even if you have Michael Porter Jr., who is nowhere near to his potential yet, let's say he was 100% healthy. And Jamal Murray, you're going to slap Clay Thompson on Jamal Murray. I'm, I'd be happy with that if I'm Steve Kerr. But if they had MPJ, I think it would have been a little bit close. I don't think they would have won Saturday. No. I don't think they would have been blown out. My point is they still have nobody to guard those guys. They still have nobody to guard Thompson, Curry, or Clay. They would have had another shooter to keep him in it. That's 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 what they would have now had. With, now with Clay Thompson on Jam- no. Jamal Murray's not going off for 50 No, I'm with saying Clay if you had MPJ, you've got another you got another you, do. you got another shooter out there. And so if he played that game, not even Jamal Murray, it's one twenty three, one thirteen. There you go. It's not they, they don't they they lose, but they don't get they don't get they don't get blasted. Coming up after the break, Sportico reports there are five finalists to buy the Broncos. And Mace, you and I as a team are not one of those finalists. We came roughly $4.5 billion short. We'll tell you who three of the finalists are. One guy is a boatload of money. Maybe you shopped at his uh, dad's place. And then there's another guy who's very, very intriguing. We'll get to that next. There's a place on the corner of Cherry Street. We would walk on the beach in our bare feet. We were both 18 and it felt so... They paid paradise and put up a fucking line. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, Go to rmfp.com. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five-star reviews? No one has better service, and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to mightyph.com. Okay, Mace. Well, we're getting close to the Broncos being sold. Sportico is reporting that there are five finalists to buy the Broncos, and they listed three candidates. In the story, we already know one of them, Rob Walton, is reportedly worth seventy plus billion dollars. One of the richest people in the world. He's going to be involved. Josh Harris, uh, reportedly worth five point six billion, owns the Seventy Sixers and the New Jersey Devils. And Todd Bowley, I believe his name is pronounced. I'm not sure. It is worth six point two billion dollars reportedly he's an investor in the dodgers and the lakers all the investors are expected to meet with the broncos in early may you got a rooting interest no i don't a billion when a rooting interest in billionaire versus billionaire the only the only rooting interest i have is if one of these people says anything i build i will not rely on taxpayer money that's the person if rob walton says I'd like a new stadium, yes, but I'm going to do it the way my cousin-in-law Stan Kroenke did and build it myself, then great. The less public funding involved in any expenditures in the future, the better. That's what I'm rooting for. Okay. Well, 
would it be would that be trumped by if I told you one of these guys is absolutely hands off as an owner? Uh the biggest thing for me is uh I don't want public funding for a stadium replacement. What makes you think they're going to be buying a new stadium or building a new stadium? You just saw in Tennessee the Nissan Stadium has only been the home of the Titans for 23 years and they want a new and they they want a new one. They're you know Believe it or not, we're probably, you know, we might be in the last decade of the high level life of Empower Field without major renovations. Right. So either new construction or major renovations. Fine. Hey, you know what? Either way, it's great. I just don't, I just don't want this to be sucking at the public teat. You know, you know what? I'm just going to throw this out there for fun. Let's say Rob Walton does buy the team. And by marriage, Stan Kroenke is related to him because Stan Kroenke is married to a Walton. Mm-hmm. So his wife. Another branch of the family, the Bud Walton branch. Yep. Right. But they're cousins. Yeah. They're first cousins. And Stan married into that. But then again, Stan had his own fortune. Maybe, just maybe, wouldn't surprise me, if Rob and Stan get together and say, how about we build, I don't know, a big Nuggets, Broncos, Avalanche, Rapids, Plaza somewhere. We'll have a big sports complex someplace. How's that strike you? They're willing to work together great. Or maybe they try to one-up each other. No, they would They would absolutely work together. I would think they would work together. I don't know what kind of public funding that they'd be asking for. You just said Stan funded this on his own? Funded uh, SoFi Stadium. The development there is privately funded. Well, yes. I got news for you. Rob Walton is worth more than every single NFL owner combined. Yeah, and if that... No, 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 let me repeat that. Oh, I know. He is worth... Rob Walton is worth more than all current... 32 owners combined. Now that's managing partners like that. Cause in some cases, like you've got a managing partner in Pittsburgh who has say 10% of the team because part of their, the net, because if every NFL team is worth three to $4 billion, the entire enterprise enterprise is worth at least a hundred billion dollars. Right? So that's the key thing. Like the NFL is worth as a whole. If you put all the teams together is worth more than Rob Walton's net worth. But most owners do not own the full hundred percent of their teams. I understand, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. But With yeah, the, if if a seven, if someone worth seventy billion dollars goes to the uh, city and county of Denver, or kind of the the greater uh, five, you know, greater area, the, the Denver County, Arapahoe County, Jeffco, Adams County, Douglas County, Boulder County, and says, hey, uh, you know, there was public financing for the last stadium. I, I'd like uh, some public contribution for this stadium. That probably get laughed out of the room. Well, that's what you do with the hotel tax. Okay, that, That's how... Tax the tourists. Right. That's what Tennessee did to build their new stadium. Right, because there are a lot of tourists Mean- in Nashville, and there are plenty of tourists in the state of Colorado. Meanwhile, their per-student funding for education is 44th in the country. You could okay. take that money and put it into schools, but that's just me. Well, I tell you what, maybe we should tell all these billionaires to donate a billion dollars towards education. We wouldn't have this problem, but they don't do that. Okay. Yeah. Let, let's, let's That's the thing. They don't do that. And then they go ask and then they go and then like the owners of the Buffalo Bills go asking for public money to build their stadium. I mean, it's a it's well, a, let, it's a crock. It's a I, I'm, I'm not. Listen, I'm not going to debate you on that. Yeah. You know, do you need a yacht or should we feed kids who are hungry? I get the argument, yeah. but let's not stand on a soapbox because at the end of the day, that's not what this conversation is about. I think there are three things involved. Number one, to your point, if a stadium is built. 
who's going to ask for the most public funding and who's going to be willing to build it on his own. I think that's one thing. Number two, is the owner going to meddle? Is the owner going to meddle? Number three, is Peyton Manning involved in any of these groups? I think that's a consideration as well. What I can tell you is, Josh Harris, talked to my friend Beasley Reese today. Beasley, long longtime NFL player, longtime Philadelphia sportscaster. I asked him about Josh Harris. Says he a meddler? He goes, he goes, no, not at all. He goes, he'd be great for Denver. Great. Rob Walton, he's never owned a team, so we don't know what he's like. And Todd Bowley, he's an investor in the Dodgers and Lakers. We don't know what he's like. I mean, the funny thing is with Bowley is at the same time as he is bidding on the Broncos, he's part of a group that is Chelsea. trying to buy Chelsea. Right. And does if if that works out, does he drop out of the Broncos, perhaps? It's, it's my understanding yeah. he is not serious about this. Chelsea yeah. is his target. Right. But even so, I'll repeat it again. Bowley, we don't know what he's like as an owner because he's never been one. Walden has never been an owner. Josh Harris owns two teams, 76ers and the New Jersey Devils. I can tell you through Beasley that Josh Harris is not a meddler. He is not a Dan Snyder. He is not a Jerry Jones. That's what we want here. We don't want a guy walking in and saying, George, this is how you're supposed to do your job. So that's a check mark in favor of Harris, right? It is, it is a check mark. Again, I think the, want me to give the, you another check the mark? public funding thing is I understand that. is like way up here and then the not meddling is somewhere down here. I understand that, but we don't know that. As far as Peyton Manning goes, wouldn't surprise me if he is involved in the Harris group at all. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. So what if you found out if Josh Harris and Peyton Manning are involved in the same group? Does that move the needle for you? No. Yeah. I know where your thing is about public funding, but these are things we don't know. And they're not going to be asked these questions before they make their bid or final bid because it's a blind bid. We don't know the answers to this. We don't know what questions are going to be asked. I mean, I, I well, would I would hope that one of the questions from the Pat Bolin Trust to the potential owners is what are your you know, what are your stadium plans? It doesn't matter. Does it it's irrelevant. It's an auction. It doesn't matter. Oh, it's and, an, and it's an auction and the highest bidder is going to get it, but I would say right. I would hope that in the course of the questioning, that, that that is a question that would come up. It's not even necessary to ask that question. Why not? It goes to the highest Well, I'm, I'm perfectly aware of that. You don't want to mean lecture, lecture me on that. Okay? It goes to the highest bidder. I know that. You can ask I've it. said that time and time again. Mm-hmm. They have a fiduciary responsibility to go right. to the highest bidder. Right. I am saying that the trust, if they're doing their responsible right. diligence, right. should ask that question. Okay. Because if they care about this community, they should ask that so, question. So Josh Harris is more than qualified to bid for the team. And if he said to the trust, I'm going to ask for money from the state, 100% of it. And you know what the Bowling Trust is going to say? Come in with the highest bid and it's yours. That's because that because they legally have to do that. That's my point. So all these questions mean nothing. They mean nothing. But I you ask, but no, the original question was, who do you want to get the team? Right. That was your original question to me. And I'm answering that. And the, and the only but, consideration right. for me in terms of my rooting interest right. is the less public money involved. Then you should probably want Rob Walton. Because he's probably the least likely to ask for it. Yeah. If he, you know, unless he 
goes otherwise. But my get, but because the Waltons are so as a family are at least as much real estate now right. as retail. Right. He would probably view, view the Broncos to some degree as the impetus for a massive development. With his cousin-in-law who happens to own the Rapids, Avalanche, um, and Nuggets. I don't know that they're as close, at least, I don't know that they're as close as people believe they are. They, You know what? You might very well be right, but real estate is real estate. Money is money. They have three of the four major teams in town. You build a big sports complex. Wow. Then you share in the profit. How do you know the the thing that I wonder is how do you know they doesn't look at SoFi and say I want to I want to get one up on my cousin and build something bigger and better? Well, uh, he shouldn't be looking at it that way. He should be looking at his cousin saying, "How do I get one of those big silver trophies?" Where would you build it, by the way? Well, I'm, where would I build it? Yeah. I could tell you where I think they would build it. I right by the airport. Yeah, and that would suck a lot. I just wonder if maybe they could accomplish their dreams if they did come together, as you suggest, if they could accomplish their dreams by, say, buying the Elish land, moving Elish gardens to somewhere outside. My, ki- my kids are old enough where they don't go anymore, so I'm yeah. all, all down with that. And, and moving Elish gardens somewhere more on the fringe of town where, because right. Elish is, is boxed in too yeah. as a park, and saying, all right, well, we have. The land of Ball Arena, the land that was Elix's, the parking lot here. We have the stadium, the parking lot over for the stadium for the stadium, which by the way, they the approval to develop that area has already been granted by the Denver City Council. Mm. That was some the that was something that Joe Ellis pursued. Right. So some sort of like I guess the dream the true dream would be some sort of massive complex right. that straddles I twenty five, right, has a couple of pedestrian bridges crossing yep. the highway. Sounds good to me. I just that would be a lot more fun than building by the airport. Well, you build but, by, build by the airport. For those who've never done it, it's like driving to Foxborough. That's where the Gillette Stadium, where the Patriots play. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get there. The traffic's a nightmare. And can you imagine driving on how many lanes is it to get to the airport? Two, maybe it's, three. Once you get on Pena, it's two. The only better, how awful yeah, would that be? You'd have to widen Pena. Right. The, the only positive is that. If you build it in the right spot there, you're at least on the train line. So you have public transit. But if you build on uh, my idea crossing the highway, if you build there, you are on two rail lines with three different stops. Picture how much we got to hit a break. Picture how much this would absolutely stink. It's Sunday. The Broncos have a game at. I don't even want to pick a uh, two o'clock. It has to be two or two twenty-five. Okay, and you got a flight, and you got a flight to another place about five. Well, the interesting thing would be now if, traffic's going well, the other way. You you have a flight, excuse me, at one. Here would be Ugh. where here would be where public money might have to come in because the only way you accomplish that is you literally have to take Pena and move it from four lanes to eight. Yeah, to make to make that. You work. know what? Don't waste your time. You know why? If you want to do eight lanes of highway, do it west towards Vale. That's where you that is where you need it. That's right. Don't don't do because you just built a nice little complex. Coming up after the break, Colin Kaepernick says he's willing to come to a team as a backup. You love yourself some Mark Rippon, or would you rather have Colin Kaepernick? Mark Rippon.
Well, I'm so glad uh, we just laid out a tease and you just gave out your answer. I'm sure people want to... I didn't give up my answer. I... Brad Rippin? Mark Rippin retired decades ago. Oh. <laughs> Did I say Mark Rippin? Yes. My bad. <laughs> you know what? I'd rather have Mark than Brett anyway. Ooh. Wouldn't you? Uh, we'll talk not, about not that this next. age. We'll talk about it next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. You're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to Ty, Cal, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. All right, guys, uh, this is what we got for you. Colin Kaepernick says he's willing to come back to the NFL as a backup quarterback. The Broncos could get him at the right price, and he looks good in workout, of course. Should the Broncos sign him as the backup, or should they draft the guy? If he looks good in a workout, if he looks like he can still play, What's the harm other than an off-season roster spot to see what he has? Couldn't agree more. Why not? Couldn't agree more. And it's funny because went out to Twitter and certainly got some colorful, uh, colorful responses, as you might imagine. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where where should we go? Um, Do you really want to go there? No. Some people were some people were supportive. Okay. Uh, that would be a great option. You get a mobile backup with experience. However, if I recall correctly, there are some personal family issues that might prevent him from wanting to locate here. I'm not aware of those. Uh, Broncos tried to get him once before. Uh, Jacob said on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, I mean, we already have a backup quarterback. What would be the point? Um, Let so him compete so to be a backup. That's what you'd be doing. Yeah, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. I would absolutely bring him in. I wouldn't even think, well, who do you feel better about? A rookie, Brett Rippon, or Colin Kaepernick if something happens for four games to Russell Wilson? I feel much better about Colin Kaepernick if he shows that he can still play. The question is, he hasn't taken a meaningful snap since 2016. And that's the big thing. That's why you'd be like, well, I don't know. We'll see. But if he comes in a workout, again, it's a roster spot. You have 90 roster spots. Right. What's what's a better use of that spot? If Colin Kaepernick has a great workout, bring him in to see what he has left as a as a backup quarterback, or an, a tenth receiver who probably isn't going to make the team anyway. Guys, what do you think? All right, with that, is Kaepernick the most wronged athlete you can remember in a very long time? Can you compare his career to Kurt Flood, who was essentially banned when he challenged baseball's reserve clause, which is you know challenging the right to be a free agent? Uh, was he wronged like Muhammad Ali? I'd say not to the degree of Muhammad Ali. 
he was wronged, yes. And I would say this, one thing that does bother me is when people say, oh, well, he could have come to the Broncos in 2016. Well, the Broncos' opportunity was he had to take a pay cut. Right. Everybody seems to forget that, don't they? And John Elway held a grudge that a guy wouldn't take a pay cut. Give me a break. What player wants to take a pay cut? I'll tell you a guy who took a pay cut begrudgingly and then basically stuck it to Elway when he won a Super Bowl, and that's Peyton Manning who took a pay cut. And I think that, I don't want to say forever has damaged their relationship, but it has damaged it. I mean, even though Kaepernick, he was limited by injury to eight games the season before when they did ask him to take a pay cut. Up until that point in his career, Kaepernick had 56 touchdown passes and 26 interceptions. Why would you be asking that guy to take a pay cut? No, by the way, uh, he only once in his career had... The forty. If you're going by go by QB wins, only once in his career had the 49ers had a losing season on his watch. Do you think he'd be as point. toxic in the locker room as Tebow was as toxic outside of the locker room? No. Well, there are. I'm sorry to say this. There are white players in the locker room, and everyone I think wants to win. And also, okay. and here, and here's the thing: black players, of course, they'd agree. With you would, let's face it. You would not bring in. Colin Kaepernick as a backup potential without Russell Wilson being at least okay with it, right? Yes, you, you'd have to clear it by him. And, of course, I think Russell Wilson would be fine with I that. think he'd be fine with that. Yeah. And I think if Russ is okay with it, the team's going to be okay with it. Right. Because, unfortunately, it's a political thing as much as anything else. One guy said to me on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, what have you been smoking this morning, Eric? Entertaining the idea that he can even still play as a backup and wanting to bring poison into the locker room. I don't think that Kaepernick would be poison into the locker room. It might be poison to you because you had a problem with him kneeling. Somebody else pointed out to me, you know, he was brash about the whole thing. He, he kneeled in silence. And it was a, it was, he never uh, should have worn those socks that, that insulted the police. That was stupid and insensitive, but the kneeling, I had no problems with. And remember the kneeling, it was specifically from a suggestion by Nate Boyer. Remember he was trying, he, uh, a long snapper who had been a green beret in the army, right? Who suggested kneeling as a way to protest but do so in a respectful manner. But can you agree, and I agree with you, can you agree wearing of the socks, insulting the police? I don't want to say it was stupid. It was insensitive. It was inappropriate. And that's not the way. If you want to protest that way, then you better expect backlash. I mean, that's fair. I don't think it should have been the big deal that it was. He painted all police that way. Kneeling is different. He painted all police that way. And that was wrong. Because not all policemen are that way. What did he say on those socks? Said something. I don't remember what the word said. I just know that the, the, this, this I think that's something pig. to do with pigs, yeah. 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 Well, you don't do that. Sorry. The police protect us. And honestly, there, there, are, a lot, are, there, there are a lot of there bad There are a lot police. of bad apples in, there's, in the bunch. There is no question. Okay. I agree with you. But I'll, then I'll ask you. We got to hit a break. Should, should we defund the police? 
because there's some more than a few bad apples. I think we should engage in training to weed out the bad apples. I agree. That's uh, that's you know better. how you do that. That's get, get rid of the unions. Uh, that that's better than defunding. Get, get rid of the unions. And now we just had our political conversation for the day. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. The Colorado Rockies have yet to lose a series this year. They've only played three, but they're doing pretty well. They haven't lost one. They have a uh, series with the Phillies starting tonight at home. We'll talk about that game and their start to the season so far after the break right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. You see, your confidence is tragic, but her intuition magic in the shape of a body. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver. At Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, always love to tell you about my guy, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. I've worked with him for well over five years. He does my auto, my home. He does my health insurance as well. I think he's the absolute best out there because he's quick to return phone calls and emails, and he really cares about making sure I get the right policy, and he's done that for years. With that, Eric, how are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. How are you today, Eric? Let's good. Let's talk about checking in, something that seems right. so obvious for an insurance agent. Every year, check in to see to make sure that your client has the right policy. You do that. Why do you think others don't? It's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work to, you know, call people up when the policy could just sit and, you know, keep riding the commission. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's an absolute very important step in the process to go over your policy year after year. Things change. You know, what if uh, you decided to do some upgrades on your home? Uh, value changes. You know, people do that all the time. They don't think of insurance as kind of the last thing on the list. So that's why we like to reach out and make sure we have everything up to date. And, you know, if there were to be that loss, I want to make sure people are covered. Is it fair to say that there are hundreds, if not thousands of people who were done a complete disservice by their insurance person who does their home and auto during the Marshall fires? Absolutely. And, and that's what's getting a lot of press um, since that fire. A lot of people were underinsured. Um, obviously, it's a perfect storm. Uh, inflation, labor shortages, supply shortages that are increasing um, the cost to rebuild. And people weren't ready for that to begin with. But even still, if we had normal normal year out there it, people are very underinsured and their agents just sort of forget about them so you do commercial auto home and life uh, you yeah. also do something else that i've worked with you on for a long time and yeah. that's health insurance yeah how do you help people with health insurance because i don't know of any farmer's agent or any agent that does what you do that does health insurance what do you do yeah so uh we do individual plans as well as group plans Mostly we've been doing a lot of group, um, you know, employer plans, do the benefits package, health insurance, as well as vision, life, dental, um, 401k. We can do some things on that as well. So 
we really are a full service agency uh, doing the health insurance piece, which you're absolutely right. A lot of farmers agents, they don't touch the health insurance piece, but we do um, staff for it. We've got everybody ready to take care of people. But yeah, I mean, we, we take a look at everything just like we do on the, the farmer side. We're looking at, you know, what, what people need, you know, not everybody needs the same cookie cutter policies. So we like to try to tailor it the best we can within the state guidelines and laws and get people as happy as they can be with, with, uh, you know, kind of that, that market as, you know, as we can. Simplest way to put it, Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance, the Cook Insurance Agency with over 70 years of experience. They are one-stop shopping for everything that you need. How do people get a hold of you, Eric? Easiest way is give us a call, 303-790-8089. We do, you know, free looks at your policy, so feel free to call us. 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. Eric, have a great rest of your day. Do the same, Eric. Have a great rest of your show. Thanks, Talk to you soon. Okay, sounds Thanks, good. Thanks. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at themckenziefirm.com. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Phillies at Rockies tonight, 6.40 p.m. Aaron Nola on the bump for the Phillies and Chad Cool pitching for the Rockies. Colorado has yet to lose a series this season. Who has been a player that has impressed you the most in the Rockies' 6-3 and three start? Well, I mean, I think... Uh... You look at uh, at Marquez when he's had the when he's had the opportunities to get up there, uh, and he looks he lo- he looks the part of a number one starter for them again so far this season. So I think you start there. I think CJ Crone looks really good right now as well, and he's got five home runs already this year. I mean, those are kind of the o- those are kind of the obvious ones. Chris Bryant is just he's he's playing well. Yep. He's he he's not hitting he's not hitting for power just yet. Doesn't have any home runs, but he's hitting 343 right now. I mean, it's there's there's a lot to like with the way they're playing. Okay, there are lots of reasons to turn Jeff Breidich into a pinata, and we've been through most of them over the last few years. Mm-hmm. However, for all the places where he has blown it or blew it with Ian Desmond and Brian Shaw and Wade Davis and so on and so forth. Gotta tell you, guy did get it right with CJ. Got it right with Connor Joe. Yeah. I will give him credit for that. And yes, of course, he did the Marquez trade. But if we're being completely honest, Marquez was not the key guy on the in the deal. It's a nice bonus that he worked out. Yes, but he wasn't the key guy in the deal at all. Just in case you miss it, Washington Capitals at Colorado Avalanche this evening, 7 o'clock p.m. The Avs are on a nine-game winning streak. They just can't stop winning. All they do is win, as DJ Khaled would say. Uh, Caps have won five of their last six. That was a very white way, to, as uh, DJ Khaled would say. Well, I'm a white person, so how could I say it any other way? I don't know how. I don't know how we could. What are the couple uh, couple keys to Colorado winning their tenth straight tonight against the Caps? I think the key is just keep doing what they've been doing. And the thing is, 
you know, on on nights where the defense doesn't doesn't tend to have it, you see an explosion like they had against the Hurricanes on Saturday night. So if they don't have it at one end of the ice, they seem to have it at the offensive end of the ice. So just just keep doing what they're doing. I think it'd be foolish to pick against the Avalanche on the money line, probably for the rest of the season. Of course, when you get to the playoffs, that's when you start to worry just a little bit, right? Well. That's what that's what it's all about. This this whole thing. I even said it in October. It's all about what they do in the postseason. I mean, mm-hmm. it's nice that they're putting together a, a regular season that has a chance to be the greatest in, in club history. Right. It means bupkis. Right. This is all. This is all about the cup. This is all about the playoffs. Nothing else matters. All right. Coming up after the break. Before we go to the break. Before we tell you what's coming up after the break, I want to tell you about. Mountain High Appliance. You can walk into any store and try out the appliances before you buy them. Also, their sales staff, they're going to get you what you need because if you have questions, they've worked there for decades and they can get you the right answers. Listen, when you buy an appliance, you just don't walk in and say, I want that refrigerator. They're going to ask you questions to make sure you get what you want and what you need. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about tonight's game, Nuggets Warriors. And what is going to happen with Curry, Clay Thompson, Green, Wiggins, and Poole on the floor? Because I'm going to tell you what happened when they were on the floor in game one. And it was ugly, ugly, ugly. And how in the world are the Nuggets going to stop those five on the floor? We'll tell you next. 